Welcome to the Straker Radio. My name is Sean Mark Dagg, and I'm sitting here with my lovely co-host Thomas Merritt. How are you doing today? You're right. Oh, I'm lovely. Apparently, <laughs> you are. <laughs> You're looking extra fine today. Oh, thank you very much. I watched a woman eat two baguettes on the bus here. Two baguettes. Two at once. She had two baguettes. Yep. Like full French sticks, long ones. Long ones. Long ones. And she just proceeded to eat them next to me. Well, opposite social distancing and all that. Really? I was shocked. She downed them all deep throat style. No, no, no. Nothing that sexual, but I was impressed. That's a lot of bread. Too much bread, I'd say, it's in the carbs. 82. <laughs> interesting yeah yeah that's my day it's confused me to be honest yeah and that's not a long bus ride either that's it's what, not 20 minutes max yeah 20 minutes 20 minutes two baguettes Oof. any of our listeners can beat that please uh, write in yeah send us your videos of baguette eating <laughs> anyway on to the news and now the news okay. with your host Sean Daniel and Tom Aaron. all right Okay, so my first story this week is Jason Derulo celebrates each million TikTok followers with a Millie meal. A James Milner meal. A James Milner meal, yeah. So TikTok, the uh, popular Chinese platform for dancing. Stealing data. Stealing data and dancing with your boobs out. Yeah. Um, Well, Jason Derulo doesn't have his boobs. Oh, he might do. Um, But basically, he's got more followers than almost anyone. Yeah, more followers than sense. <laughs> He's got over 35 million followers. What? Yep, that's right. And every time he gets another million, he, he has an outlandish dinner with bizarre ingredients. Is this for his TikTokers? Yeah, for his TikTok crew. Does he does he film these videos for TikTok? Yeah, oh, oh, he certainly does. Okay. So he said, every time I get another million followers, I eat what I call a milli meal. He smiled during the interview. These are really outlandish dinners and desserts like cotton candy sandwiches he also said about the platform it has its downsides he said my most popular video of me is me trying to smack my girlfriend's ass but because she knows me so well she stops me it has 130 million views which is crazy i've realized that there is not really a line between what's private and personal now well, well, Jason, well, there isn't if you fucking upload it to the internet <laughs> and show it to people. That was my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're putting out there, you can't say that. I, you know. I, as soon as I read that, I was like, yeah, there's not a line between private and personal if you upload your personal life to the to internet. The, the internet on a sharing platform where you have 35 million followers. Why is Jason Derulo the most popular person on Tickety Talk? Uh, I guess because he just dances around a lot. Well, I've just looked at his Instagram. He's only got 7.1 on there. Yeah, so he's a TikTok master. And he only follows one person, who's himself. (laughs) Of Derulo fit. Of him getting fit. Yeah, so, strange guy. When I was looking at this, I found some interesting headlines about his Millie Meals. So, Jason Derulo almost throws up as he attempts to eat 22 burgers to celebrate hitting 22 million TikTok followers. He didn't try and eat that many burgers. 22? Were these sliders? Oh, 22 burgers. Oh, sorry. Not 22 million burgers. Sorry, I misheard. 22 million is what I was thinking. No, no, 22 burgers. It's a hell of a lot of burgers. I saw the plate. They were were proper burgers. (laughs) That woman on the bus with that mouth. (laughs) All that bread. Maybe she's been watching 
she, she just got two followers on TikTok, so she went for two baguettes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jason Derulo chips teeth eating corn attached to power drill. I saw that video. Did you? Yeah, I've seen that. I think it was fake. It, it could have been fake. I think it's fake. Yeah. But still, it, it's a good headline. Deep fake. He also ate a giant donut burger. I don't know what that is. It's a burger, but instead of a bun, it's a big donut. And how big was this giant donut? It burger? looked pretty big. I mean, it's hard to tell scale sometimes. Uh, scale to say a small child. I'd say it was at least two small children. <laughs> that is a big donut burger. It depends how big the children are. Would you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> and with today's obesity rates, <laughs> yes, it's big quite a large burger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you? I've never had a donut burger. Would you eat a donut burger? Well, I'd certainly try it. I know, it feels like it would be a bit much. Yeah, like, I was... like it's a it's a proper frosted donut, like no jam. Obviously, we're talking about a frosted ring donut. Yeah, but like that's a lot. Of, that's a that's a powerful flavor combination. It's a bready mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, a heavy going thing. I got really disappointed in my life when I found out that um, a iced uh, bun was just literally like bread with some icing on it. Did you? Yeah. You reevaluated. Re I had to reevaluate my <laughs> life at that point and stop eating so many fucking iced buns. Anyway, anyway, let's move on enough from about eating buns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, President Trump uh, says November Rain is the best music video ever. What a huge asshole! <laughs> Everybody knows that when November Rain comes on MTV. You turn the channel, yeah, because November Rain is so long and boring that you can't possibly want to watch it. And just the intro is, it, hasn't it got the sea? It's is it like a sunset sea, I, I think. No, wasn't it rain is it on a, on a window and then Axl Rose looking pained, looking a bit like Gollum holding the rose? Is it? I, is, I that, is that the opening shot? I can't remember. I'm sure you... it's a sea, sunset sea. Anyway, no, the point you, is... when you talk about sunset sea, that makes me think of Pearl Jam and the waves coming Ooh, over. Maybe, turn oh, over. maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I, was I was thinking of turning over videos, and that's the yeah. first one that came to my head. <laughs> Pearl Jam's always the first one that comes to your mind when yeah. turning over a music video. Yeah. yeah uh, you're no. right, you're right, you're right. But isn't it nine minutes long? It's nine minutes long and was one of the most, I don't know if it still is the most expensive music video in the entire world. And one also, the Backstreet Boys. Uh, what what video is that for? The one where they're in space. Oh well, if they went to space, then <laughs> I, I guess I guess that must be more expensive. Really they went to space. Uh, it's a boring music video. Yeah, it is. Um, and also, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You'd have to be a psychopath for that to be your favorite music video. Well, I think uh, basically this comes from uh, a story. As, as we know. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go on. But Christina Aguilera's "Dirty" is the best music video. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> With Carly Minogue <laughs> and Can't Get You Out of My Head. <laughs> They're the two best music videos ever created. Artistically perfect. If you think that you've got a better music video, at Destroyer Radio on Instagram, <laughs> send me those links. Uh, so this comes from a story of Trump using uh, Guns N' Roses music at his rallies. Um, so he started to use November Rain during his rallies, which Guns N' Roses, well, Axl Rose especially, has been like, no, 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 you can't use it. Is it because the election's in November? The election is in November. Sweet November rain. <laughs> oh, hard rain is going to fall. <laughs> um, but but it's been a loophole. So Guns N' Roses said and um, said we don't want him using our music, but they can't stop him using his music due to a blanket license 
the law. Right. So he can just use whatever music he wants. And he has been. He's been using... Uh, he's Well, he's facing legal action from the Rolling Stones, Linkin Park, Rihanna, and most recently Queen have all asked him to stop using his mu- the, their music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they can't stop him because Trump is the President of the United States. Yeah, God the law doesn't bless. apply. It doesn't apply to him. He can grab anyone by the pussy. This is true. Uh, one person, though, who does want his music used is Kid Rock, who, uh, two days ago, <laughs> yeah, played a Trump rally. He headlined it. Yeah, there's a big surprise. It's not a I, big surprise. Well, I went to download, I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2008 or something. Uh, Kid Rock was supposed to play, but he, he didn't. He was ill or bounce, he couldn't make bounce. it or whatever. And when it announced that he wouldn't be playing, the the cheer that went up was was astronomical. It was huge. Like, instead, I think it said that Kid Rock wouldn't be playing, and as a result, Judas Priest would play an extended <laughs> set, and everyone was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> there are people out there, even in the UK, though, who have bought a Kid Rock single. And are you proud of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kid Rock. If you're, li- <laughs> if you're listening to this and you bought a Kid Rock single... Oh my God! Hang your head in shame. For sure. Yeah. Uh, do you want some more Kid Rock news? Absolutely. So Kid Rock owns a restaurant. Did you know this? Uh, I didn't. Actually. Well, Kid Rock owns a restaurant, and he's not going to shut it down via coronavirus. He's like, what no. Do you, what do you say via? Well, you know, coronavirus laws uh, were sort of stating at the uh, that he should be closing down his, yeah, but his via restaurant. Via is not the right word. Well. It's not the right word, but I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he's got into a bit of hot water about this. Has he? Uh, what yeah. a surprise. His restaurants. Do you want to have a guess what the restaurant's called? Uh, Kid Rock's Restaurant. <laughs> You're not far <laughs> off. It's called Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. Just like the, the steaks. <laughs> I guess it would be the advertisement, as they say in America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, there you go. That's my Kid Rock and President Rock's uh, story this week. Is what I've got. President Rock. Well, that's that's ugh. On, on to some good news. Now, you two were in the studio working on a new a new album Boom. before the pandemic struck, so they've been hampered. By coronavirus so for anyone who thought the coronavirus was entirely negative there have been some huge positive effects such as delaying youtube's new music uh, the edge has revealed he and frontman bono were in their native dublin working on new material before they went their separate ways during the lockdown the band have been using zoom to keep in contact amid the pandemic which has proved challenging the edge said I'm known as the technology genius in the band, but basically that's because I know how to fix the printer. That's about the extent of my technology skills. But to say that sets me on a whole different level to everyone else should explain you're dealing with. So it's been challenging at times. This, so, is, this is what happens when you get a bunch of 50 slash 60 year olds in a room trying to work technology. Yeah. I just, just don't know what's going on the edge. My what? computer's not working. This is, I'm trying to do an accent. I was about to say, well, what accent is that? I'm, I'm doing an accent. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but I went for it. Yeah, it's, it's good effort. 10 out of 10 for effort. Thank you very much. Do you want to pretend to be the edge back? Uh, no, I'm right. Okay. I'm known as the technology genius, <laughs> but basically, <laughs> I can't keep it from going Scottish. <laughs> 
basically, that's because I know how to fix the printer. <laughs> I kind of get more speed. <laughs> it's like the engine in the room. <laughs> I kind of get the zoom to go any faster, Captain. <laughs> He's basically Irish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep your letters to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to hear about it. But it's good news as fucking you two are not making an album. Yeah. Yes. Less but you two, more happy times. The problem I've got with it is just delayed it. Yeah, it's delayed it. So, so, it's so what, if you, what if you're having a great 21? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, you two drops. Yeah. And they give it away free again. Oh. And it just lands on your phone one morning. <laughs> did I tell you about this? I was, uh, when they did that, I was walking to work. Just minding my own business. I had my songs on shuffle on my iPhone back in the day. Yeah. And uh, it's enjoying some music that I enjoy. And then suddenly a song came on that I'd never heard before. And I was like, what the fuck's this? Open up my phone. You too. You too. It's like, I didn't download it. I thought I, I'd gone mental. Yeah. Like, what, what? What? Well, you definitely what? mentioned this on the pod before. Yeah, we, I think Because they were forced to apologise. Yeah. Apologise to me directly, you bastards. Because that morning do. just fucking ruined my life yeah yeah you're bopping along I've having been... a happy day and then all of a sudden you get invaded orally raped by you too and I've got some beef and I'm gonna give you some beef news Ooh. oh I've got some beef beef big beef 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 finish the beef 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 bad beef 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 handle the beef so beef news this week Ian Brown has had to respond about being called a conspiracy theorist uh by and you're going to think, what? Jedward. Okay, Jedward. So Jedward have called out Ian Brown. Uh, are Jedward in a position to call people out now? This is an interesting development. Jedward have grown a brain, it may seem, uh, maybe. Uh, what, what are Jedward doing these days, do you know? Uh, probably not. Working in Mackey's. Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they're just Twitter people now. Just, just twits. They're just twits, yeah. <laughs> just a pair of twits. Yeah, so Jedward have been calling people out on their unmask-wearing bullshit, to Ooh. be honest. Uh, Ian Brown, let me just go into Ian Brown. Brown is uh, on his Twitter yeah, called... let you slide in there. It's called for no lockdown, no tests, no tracking, no masks, no vax. And Jedward have come in and said, Ian Brown, we love your cheekbones and we love your music but your views shouldn't be shared on the internet. I have to say, uh, I agree with Jedward. You're siding with Jedward here. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, that's just moronic advice. And isn't it odd to think, oh, God, I've got to side with, side with Jedward. Like, I mean, is his advice to, like, would his advice been in the 80s to the AIDS uh, epidemic? <laughs> it, it's bullshit. Don't wear condoms. <laughs> no, no one should wear condoms. It's bullshit. It's just people trying to stop you enjoying sex. Yeah. Like, fucking don't wear them. Like, nobody cares. Team Brown. Like, get out, wave it around, give it to everybody. Yeah. Ian Brown. Ian Brown. <laughs> Ian Brown. Uh, so, Great. Jedward. Good advice, Dickface. Jedward have also been causing a lot of beef. Oof. Yeah. So big beef? Well, not big beef. We're on the same we're on the same page of coronavirus. Did Ian Brown respond to Jedward? Um, I can't, he hasn't responded yet. Okay. Yeah. This is breaking news. This is breaking news. Uh, but they've also turned their attention, coronavirus related, to the Man Corps, or Jim Corps as he's known, or the Man from Cause. I don't know what any of that meant. Do you remember the Cause? 
The, oh, the course, the C-O-R-R-S. That's the one, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant course, like, you know, I have a course. No, no. The course. Uh, right. Basically, Jim Core, the man core, has... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's praised people for their great turnout at an anti-mask protest. And Jed would have gone in on him as well. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the same cause who sang the song Breathless. <laughs> so yeah, well, they've got a vested interest then. Fucking irony there. <laughs> and while we're on COVID celebrity news, yes, I thought we'd go down a little path of um, celebrity bullshit. Okay. Uh, bringing in our friend from last week, Howard Donald from Take That yes. and David Bowie fame uh, <laughs> is that he has taken issue about his son having to wear a mask while getting his hair cut. Why? Well, he said, your kids will be asking why you didn't do something and where did our freedom go? Will they? All about his four-year-old son having to wear a mask at a fucking haircut. Maybe his four-year-old won't even remember. He won't. He might remember that he didn't get COVID. But he might remember his dad's a cunt. I don't see what the big issue is, man. Just wear a fucking just, mask. Just, just shit. Even if you don't think it'll protect you, maybe it'll protect someone else from having to hear your bullshit. <laughs> like your, bu- your bullshit will be muffled thanks to the mask and everybody might be like, mm, maybe I don't understand what this cunt's talking about. <laughs> so if you're on your next story, uh, sticking with the Irish boy band theme, Ronan Keating's son inspired him to create an electronic daft punk style remix of Life is a Roller Coaster. He said his son helped him with the new remix of Life is a Roller Coaster for his album 2020. He kind of inspired me to go down the daft punk kind of feel on it. We very much listen to each other when it comes to music. It was different. It was a tricky one to re-record. Kept feeling like I was doing a karaoke version of the song, which was weird. I needed to change it, make it totally different. But we got there in the end. And so, Sean, I have a little surprise for you. We are going to listen to the Daft Punk style remix of Life is a Roller Coaster, and we'll come back to you with our reactions. Right, so there we go. We've listened to uh, the Daft Punk style remix of Life is a Roller Coaster. And how do you feel about that? That's all right. That's all right. Uh, that is not Daft Punk. It's not really a remix. It's it is a re- it is a remix. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. It's not the same song. It is a remix. It's a it's a it's a shit dance remix. It's a, it's a it's barely been changed. It, it's except for when he says, "Hey baby, you nearly you got me punched in a fight." That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. He very Irishly goes, "That's all right." It's like a bewitched thing of like, uh, yeah, say la vie. Yeah, tell me dar. Yeah, they say. <laughs> Um, it's it's a club remix, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a club remix. If that had been from the the early two thousands, from the early two thousands, if that had been the B side to the actual single and it was the club remix, that that would be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you see any Daft Punk? Uh... There is one guitar line which I would say is Daft Punk inspired, and I maybe I'd say the bass is a four out of ten Daft Punk. I think you're clutching though. I think if I hadn't put Daft Punk in your head, there's no way you would have pulled them out as an influence. No, no. <laughs> um, the, the, the guitar line maybe because it, it uses the same sound, but apart from that, very vaguely, it, very vaguely. But if you hadn't if you hadn't said Daft Punk, I would have been like, uh, it's just a crap. Well, why are we listening to this? Yeah. So why were we listening to that? Well, it's. <laughs> For the purposes of entertainment for the people at home. And it made the news. <laughs> it did make the news. 
you want my good news story? I do. Wonderful. So, in good news, because we all need a bit of good news, yeah. is that Willie Nelson gives away free weed from his tour bus. Oh, get in, Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the story from Robert Plant, uh, who said that it was his favourite, one of his favourite career moments was tour of Willie Nelson. And apparently, he just gives away free weed to anyone who passes by. Nice, what a yeah, guy. what a guy. He's I'll released his own brand of weed and everything. Has he? That's how cool Willie Nelson is. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. That's my good news story to end the news. I love it. Should we have a little uh, joke? Do you want a joke? Joke me. Why are pirates such good singers? I don't know. Because they can hit the high seas. <laughs> oh, Review. We reviewed Troy Kingy, the ghost of Freddie Caesar, 46 minutes long, coming off the back of his Holy Conley Burning Acres album. This album is funk. How did you find it? I thought this was an absolutely brilliant album. Not absolutely fantastic. No, no, no. Well, that too. But this is an album that we've been greatly looking forward to ever since we found out that it was going to be a funk album. We were great fans of uh, Shake That Skinny Ass All The Way To Zygotron, uh, that we reviewed, and we're lucky enough to get an interview with Troy King himself a few years ago, as ill-fated as that <laughs> interview was, turned yeah. out to be. Um, but his previous album uh, was a reggae album, and neither me nor you are particularly into reggae. So although I wouldn't say we were disappointed in the album's content, it's not really uh, tailored towards our musical tastes Whereas this very much is in the same sort of vein as Zygotron. It's it's funky, it's fresh, it's hip, it's happening. In uh, so Troy when he when we interviewed him said yeah. he was gonna make ten albums in ten genres in ten years. Yeah. Do you think that this sits in that bracket? Because Shake That Skinny Ass, as I'm gonna call it, yeah, was a sort of psychedelic funk album. Whereas yeah. this is a full blown funk album. But for me, it feels like it could have sat in the same bracket and could have been written at the same time because yeah. it is very similar. Not that that's a bad thing because I, I love the funk sound that Troy does. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's less it's less spacey, like less psychedelic, and more of a a, a straight funk. It's straight up funk. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a straight up funk album. I, it's got a lot less of the trippy psychedelic elements to it. Uh, it's a lot more of a, a, a almost like a, a soundtrack to a black exploitation film, sort of seventies style, and the production really mirrors that as well. It's got a lot of Hendrixy vibes. It's got a lot of, a similar like soulful bluesy vibes that it has in shape that skinny ass, but I feel that it, it's a bit drier on the effects uh, compared to. to to the shake, shake your skinnies, zygotrons. <laughs> I think, I, I think, I think with with the effects that you're talking about, I think that some of the effects do still carry over. Like, I, I definitely heard guitar tones that were on zygotron that that persist into this. And I think there's this like Troy. Is this his style of music? Because I really love what he does, and I think you know, even though it is very similar to zygotron, yeah, is that I think it. it it's what he should be doing. Like, sure, it feels like he's found his niche. 
like this kind of music seems to resonate really well with him and whether he's just pulling it off in phenomenal fashion or just you know this is his sort of zone who knows like it'll be interesting to see where he goes if he tries more outlandish genres for his 10 albums in 10 years because like you say this does bear striking resemblances to Shake Your Skinny Ass. I, th- I, I wouldn't say it was a different genre to Zygotron. You know what I mean? It's almost not. It could, it could be like, it, it could be like Shake Your Skinny Ass was the first album. This is the not difficult second album in that genre. These, these would sit very nicely in a record collection together. You know, they, yeah. would, they would play very well next to each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I don't think you would think oh wow what a departure from his previous style I think it's more of a continuation of that vibe uh, but to speak more about this album than his previous yeah. ones this is a phenomenal album yeah. uh, I, and the first two songs uh, on my first listen uh, I was a little bit cautious a little bit like ooh you know has he, has he pushed the envelope far enough here but after track two it really started to kick off really funky really fucking smooth and the third song really gave me those Toe Jam and Earl vibes, or as I like to say, Troy Jam and Earl vibes. Nice. <laughs> I, I'd say I had the same same thing with, with you, really. Uh, the first two tracks when uh, on first listen, I, I wasn't quite blown away. Yeah. But then on on uh, listening more, is that every time I skip back to the beginning of the album, is that I just love those tracks even more. And Absolutely. More. And they they sat in a m- much more comfortable for me. Yeah. And the sound of it it's like Curtis Mayfield the meters it's all your your funk that I love yeah um, but but modern and new and you know um, there's I, yeah there's a, there's a wonderful uh, nod to the past but with a, a fresh sort of modern sound to it like you can see that they're making like especially on the track uh, Namaste it's got a real 70s vibe to it in the production and you can really hear that so it's got real Hendrixy sort of if six were nine style production on it but it's really modern and really I don't know it's hard to explain because I've had a few drinks it's, it's a great pun too namaste namaste yeah it's a good, <laughs> you know we're, we're big fans of puns <laughs> but you know that, that, that track um, really like the guitar really shines out and it, it's very Hendrix-esque and it really encapsulates sort of Vietnam uh, like you could watch a Vietnam documentary. Oh God, it's Ken Burns! No, don't talk, no, I'm not going to talk about Ken Burns' documentary on Vietnam, even though it is a great documentary. Enough. But um, I think there's some just great guitar work on that track. Not just great guitar work, but bass. Let's talk about bass yeah. because the bass in this album is absolutely fucking fabulous. It's funky as fuck. It's funky as fuck, and it really makes the album. It makes the tracks. It makes them move. It makes them go. Like. W- w- Later in the album, the track Good Love has got some really excellent bass work on it. And it really pushes the track along. Like you call it, you know, a walking bass is what you have typically in like blues music. This is more like a, a strutting bass. Like a, you're, you're, you're bopping along for I that bass. I thought it was a strut to a slight gallop. Yeah. There's a slight gallop yeah, in there. Yeah, you're moving to that and bass. I, man, I love a gallop. It makes you do the pigeon, mm. you know. Really oh, you can't going. help but pigeon the fuck out. <laughs> Especially that song. You're pigeoning the fuck out. If you don't pigeon, you ain't, you ain't really listening <laughs> you to ain't that listening song. To it. On the whole, an absolutely amazing album. I, I couldn't really rate it much higher. I mean, I was really looking, really looking forward to this. 
especially after shake your skinny ass. Uh, and it just gets better and better the more listens you have. I, mean, I mentioned last week that I don't always listen to albums more than once that we review. Yeah, well, you know, I'd be struggling to listen to this once. Like, this will be in my collection for life, I would imagine, because it's really that good. Yeah. It's yeah. Ju- it, it, well, at the beginning of the week, you were really jazzed about it, and you were, you were jazzing onto me. Yeah, and, uh, I was jazzing. You were jazzing, and I was I was like, all right, well, we'll review it, man, because we were going to review something else. And so I was already in a bit of like, a, oh, if I was going to listen to this album, and I'm going to listen to this album. You really wanted to listen to Katy Perry. I really wanted to listen to Katy Perry, you know. But, you know, we'll do that next week, maybe. Let's yeah. see what comes out in a week. Hopefully we won't have to do it. But uh, listening to it, I couldn't help but smile and be happy. Yeah. Uh, and so I went from a position of being like, oh, don't really want to review it to them being like oh yeah okay this is a great album i, I will buy it you know yeah definitely it will yeah. have to be in my collection yeah which is a, a high praise uh, it's just a great job has been done on it from from the songwriting to the musicianship to the engineering everything comes together perfectly yet again to to make a really enjoyable listening experience that i think gets it gets better as the album goes on like I think it just gets better with repeat listens. It does get like, better with repeat like, listens, but even on the first listen, as the tracks go on, you get more and more into it, which makes you then want to go back and listen again. Yeah. Because yeah. it got better and better as things went yeah, on. Yeah. And, and I think the last track on the album, uh, All Your Ships Have Sailed, uh, is just so good that it, it just made me want to listen to it over and over. It's one of those where you just, you finish the song and you're like, I haven't had enough of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm putting that on again. I think it's the same with Zygotron, though, is with Zygotron is that it had to be repeat listens. I had to listen to the lyrics and I had to get more from it, mm. you know, um, which you often don't get with albums is where I'm trying to pick out lyrics. And, you know, because this was meant to be a concept album, really. And the, the concept was that it was a found tape that uh, Troy Kingy found in the attic while moving out his dad's stuff. His dad disappeared in 2005. And basically the tape said on it, Freddie Caesar and it had these track listings, yeah. but he couldn't find the tape, so he decided to write the album. And so I was like, I'm trying to figure out the story. And, yeah. and every time I listen to the track, and the problem is I zone out into the bass quite a lot, yeah, and I yeah, go, oh sure. man, I didn't listen to the lyrics. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it, it's annoying me, but you know, I need to go back and just like really focus on the lyrics, and that, that's the replay value of this album. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there is a lot of replay value in it, and also just because Troy's vocals are fucking silky smooth, like silky, silky smooth. They fit the genre. Abs. God, stop saying absolutely, but what's, so perfectly. <laughs> you are me. I know. I've turned it to you. What is the what's the track near the end where he really hits his flow? All of them. <laughs> where he gets into that kingy flow when he when he has the rap stuff going on. Uh, King of the powder. Yeah. Yeah. King of the Bird. Oh, we opened it. Yeah. We did open. We did open the. We opened with a, 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 a one where you can't tell that we've learned, not learned the lyrics yet. But, <laughs> but just brilliant. It's just a brilliant album. I, I I could spend all night talking about how much I enjoyed it. To be honest, but really, people should. This is one of those ones where you just got to go and listen to it, and then you'll know exactly what we're talking about. And we don't need to say. We don't need to analyse every fucking track and sit here and tell you that they're brilliant. You need to go and listen to the album. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say if if you are listening to us, then get this album, have a listen, and and really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Because it is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Go on by. Troy Kingy does it again. 
Troy Kingy, the ghost of Freddy Caesar, reviewed by the Straga Radio. And now, shite lyrics on Destroyer Glue Radio. Okay, and welcome to Shite Lyrics. Uh, I'm going to start with Sean's shite lyric for me. Oh baby, it's alright. It's alright to feel like a fat child in a pushchair, old enough to run, old enough to fire a gun. Oh baby, it's alright to feel like a fat child in a pushchair. Do you want me to sing it a little bit for you? I'd love it. How it goes. Yeah. Oh baby, it's alright. It's alright to feel like a fat child in a pushchair, old enough to run. Old enough to fire a gun. That's like <laughs> John, John Lennon. It's not John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything, everything. What's everything, everything? It's a band. It's an old band. Remember oh. the old bands? The old, the old, <laughs> the old back in the old day when they had bands. Back in the old day when they had bands with bass players and stuff like that. No, it's, it's a band, nonsense. mate. It's a band. It's a bad lyric. It is. I like the fact that it's a fat child. A fat child in a push chair. Not just a child. I a don't fat child. So I've tried to like pull apart these lyrics and wonder what is the meaning behind them. Uh-huh. I still can't figure it. I just feel like what? How does it help that it's fat? Well, like, what difference does it make that the child is fat? Well, no one knows the age of the child. It's in a push chair. That doesn't say about age. Could be a. It could just be a fat. Could child. be a thirty-year-old child. Exactly. <laughs> in a wheelchair with a gun. It was me last week down the Grady with me mum. <laughs> <laughs> and these are merit shite looks for this week. You fell asleep in my car. I drove the whole time. But that's okay. I'll just avoid the holes so you sleep fine. I'm driving here. I sit, cursing the government for not using my taxes to fill the holes with more cement. What? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the government. Yeah, yeah. Is this Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> is this Rage Against the Machine's new album? Yeah, it's Rage Against the Machine with their National Highways Association album. <laughs> fight the power. Yeah, yeah. Fight, fight the potholes. Fight the potholes. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Like, and it just repeats, right? Yeah, it does repeat. So yeah, I'm, re- I'm reading down. I'm like, you're reading down, and what does it say? Uh, she's a butcher with a smile. Cut me, father. <laughs> who is this it's 21 pilots who the fuck are 21 pilots a terrible terrible band we have ha- featured them before i believe but just to reiterate <laughs> you fell asleep in my car i drove the whole time but that's okay i'll just avoid the holes so you sleep fine I- i'm driving here i sit cursing my government for not using my taxes to fill holes with more cement <laughs> This is a line that Bono should be using. Like, you know what I mean? It just seems like someone just... Oh. It, it seems like he started like writing a lyric and then was like, oh, these fucking potholes. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Was he driving his car at the time going, potholes? I said, driving with my baby in my car. Oh, for fuck's sake, these potholes. Curse the government! I give them money! What are they doing? You'd think that 21 parts would be flying, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Whose shite lyric was worse? We're going to put this up on Instagram, on one of those things, just at the Strogley Radio. Give us a follow. Yeah. Give us a follow. So, was the the worst lyric uh, an anti-pothole song? 
Or fat children in wheel in wheel. I was gonna say wheelchairs, push chairs, push chairs. <laughs> See, the thing is, those fat children make those potholes. Oof. Oh, Chicken in the egg. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's do recommends at the end. Recommends at the end. This is Recommends at the End, and I'm going to start with an album which is by All Them Witches, which came out this week. It's one that we were going to review this week, but uh, we decided against it to give us a bit of kingy. Um, And their album is called Nothing As Ideal. This is the first time I've heard them. I was just doing it for the podcast, really. Uh, And when I had a listen, I absolutely loved this album. Yeah. Um, It's like a stoner rock album. Yeah. But... It's not. It's got elements of sort of black metal, stoner doom metal, and then really lovely moments of just acoustic loveliness. And then songs that wouldn't seem out of place on a Red Dead Redemption soundtrack. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, They've got a few country tracks on there as well, but they they sit so lovely next to something that's heavy and dark. Um, I just thought it was amazing, and I've been listening to it all week I was sort of in, in preparation for his reviewing it going oh, this, this is going to be good and I really thought you'd enjoy it as well Yeah, uh, with those sort of like stoner vibes going on in there sure um, the lyrics are very interesting and uh, picture a world and it's just a, it's just an absolutely amazing album I, I, I can't recommend it more but I don't I can't really describe how it is just yeah. that it is fantastic that's fair enough all them witches are a good band i've listened to them quite a lot actually i've not listened to this new album but i've listened to a lot of their previous stuff i think it's got a lot of facets to it yeah yeah definitely it's not it's not all in one direction like a lot of stoner can be very very uh, monotonous and like once you've heard a bit of it it can get i'm a person who loves listening to stoner music but it can get pretty like one not one direction like the band but like one dynamic sort of like always the same kind of thing you listen to but yeah all them witches really do mix it up and I know what you're talking about so I'll be interested to listen to this yeah and I think you would really enjoy it like yeah, when I was yeah. listening to it I was thinking Merritt would really dig this yeah. you know uh, maybe in their heavier moments it's probably not heavy enough for my tastes you know yeah. I do like things to go very heavy but I think the mix with dynamics just really works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've yeah. got they've got a really interesting sound and a really interesting take on music as well. Yeah, I think that de- definitely. Although this album might be worth listening to, and I've not listened to it myself, as I said, their their back catalogue is well worth exploring. And I think if you like this, then you'll probably like quite a lot of their other stuff too. And they're still a band that you can catch live. And they, from what I've seen. They seem really good live too, so worth checking out for sure. Hell yeah. So that's my recommend this week, which is Nothing As Ideal by All Them Witches. Very nice. Uh, I've gone with Mammoth Volume, which are a pathetically not known enough band um, from the late 90s. It's like a psychedelic, grungy, retro rock sort of feel. You've got influences like Black Sabbath a lot in there. Um, I would say it's not so much stoner as it's more on the the Sabbath influence side. It's more like heavy, the classic version of heavy metal, where it's got a lot of those weird psych, it's sort of almost Indian influences. Um, but they haven't got any listeners. In fact, they've disappeared off Spotify since I listened to this album. So like they're so small and so unknown. 
that oh you know it's so, God, that's so cool oh, I'm so cool no I only found them because it was on a, like a a stoner like uh, playlist on Spotify and it came up one of their songs and I thought hey wow that's interesting like I wonder what else they do and I looked into their stuff and and they're a really interesting bunch of guys they're Swedish uh, and basically they released a couple of albums made a very middling sort of success got signed to a record label but never really went anywhere and then they recorded some more stuff and when no one was buying it they just released it all for free online when that was possible to do which i think is a really cool move like they're not looking for like bucks they're not looking for fame the band's long gone they finished in like 2008 but they just thought screw it like here's our back catalog if you like listen to our music here it is go listen to it and it's well worth a go uh so they are they're on youtube um they were on spotify maybe they'll make a a resurgence after this incredibly popular podcast plugs them (laughs) but uh yeah mammoth volume probably the most cliche uh name anyone could ever come up with but don't judge them on that give them a listen you'll probably enjoy it because it's fucking cool well there we go there's our two reviews for this week this has been Destroy Your Radio. My name's been Sean McDagnall. This has been... Tom Merritt. Hey. Anyway, have a good one. Follow us on Instagram as well, at Destroy Your Radio. Have fun, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye.